Good morning. I hope you will join me in reading, maybe aloud in your home today, our scripture from Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 through 33. Hear these words. And immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, Jesus went up to the mountain by himself to pray. And when evening came, Jesus was there alone. But by this time, the boat, battered by the waves, was far from land, and the winds were against them. And early in the morning, Jesus came walking toward them in the sea. And, for and when the disciples saw him walking to them, they were terrified, and they said, It is a ghost! And they cried out in fear. But immediately, Jesus spoke and said to them, Take heart, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the waters. And Jesus said, come. So Peter got out of the boat, started walking on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he noticed the strong wind, he became frightened and began to sink, and he cried out, Lord, save me. And immediately... Jesus reached out his hand and caught Peter, saying to him, You of little faith, why did you doubt? And then they got into the boat, and the wind ceased. And those in the boat worshipped Jesus, saying, Truly, this is the Son of God. Well, I guess some could say that I'm just preaching to the choir today. But we don't even have our choir. How I miss our choir. How I miss each one of you, our congregation, being together to sing and to worship and to pray together. But how glad I am for their internet that connects us and that allows us to do just that. And that we will know as we worship together today, we are still one in the Spirit. We are one in the Lord. And we pray that one day our unity will be restored. The first sermon I preached at First Presbyterian Church, the only sermon I've preached, was a day, an icy, stormy day in January of 2016. Almost all the churches around town had been canceled for safety issues. So that Saturday, I called Sid Batts, who had invited me to preach, and said, Sid, are we having worship tomorrow? And Sid said, yes, we're having worship tomorrow. First Presbyterian Church always has worship. We've never canceled, and it won't happen on my watch. And I said, well, Sid, I have a problem. I cannot get my car up the icy hill of my driveway, much less up the hill of my street. And Sid said, I'll work on it. The next snowy, icy Sunday morning is when I met Bubba Judy. He came to the rescue in his pickup truck, but even Bubba couldn't get his pickup truck down my street. So I carefully walked up the street in my suit, winter coat, and snow boots, carrying my robe, my stole, my sermon, and my Bible, saying, please don't slip and fall, please don't slip and fall. I was trying hard not to be afraid. But by the grace of God, and Bubba Judy, we had church. 
just like today with a mostly virtual congregation, we are having church. Neil, I'm not going to take it personally that the second time I preach in this beautiful sanctuary, it is empty and once again. But to all of you listening, as Dolly said, your pastoral staff give a big shout out to every person. We feel your love, your presence, your support, and we hope you feel our love and our presence and our support. And as for this sermon, it's one where we're all going to have to get our feet wet. In our scripture today, after feeding the 5,000 on the east side of the bank of the Sea of Galilee, Jesus commands the disciples to get in the boat and head to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, alone, without him. And in the darkest part of the night, the disciples encounter a storm that frightens them so much, well, let's just say it scared the devil out of them. And the scripture passage says, not only was it a bad storm, but that the disciples were battered by the waves, were far from land, for the wind was against them. Is that how you found yourself feeling today? Not just that the storm we are in is bad, but you're battered by the waves, and even the wind is against you. Then Jesus comes to the disciples walking on the sea. And in the midst of the dark and stormy night, when the disciples see something walking on them across the water, their fear of the storm turns into absolute horror that maybe that was a ghost or a sea monster. And they cry out in terror. The disciples don't recognize Jesus. Even though the disciples had been with Jesus for a long time, they don't recognize him as he approaches them in the storm. Does that sound familiar? Too often it's easy for us not to recognize Jesus in the middle of our own personal storms, like our entire world is certainly in right now. Can you recognize Jesus? with you right now his hand extended like it was to peter jesus's is the hand you don't have to be afraid to touch i love the words jesus speaks in the midst of that storm jesus says to the disciples take heart it is i do not be afraid First Presbyterian Church, how we need to hear and know and believe those words right now in this unprecedented time. When things are changing so fast in our country and in our world, it's enough to scare our hearts. But Jesus says, take heart. Take heart. It is I. Do not be afraid. And then Peter recognizes Jesus and he says, Lord, if it is you, tell me to come to you on the water. Now, Jesus knows Peter is the impetuous one. Of all the disciples, Peter is the loose cannon. But Jesus also knows that for Peter to grow in his faith, to become the rock on which Jesus would build God's church, 
Peter must be willing to get out of the boat. Notice what Jesus does not do. Back in Matthew chapter 8, when Jesus was in the boat with the disciples and the storm came up, Jesus says, be not afraid. And at that point, he calms the waters. Not this time. Rather than making it easier for Peter to walk on the water by calming the waves and the storm, Jesus simply says to Peter, come. Impulsive Peter jumps right out of the boat, unaware probably of the great risk to his life from the waves crashing about him, and he just walks toward Jesus. And Peter does just fine as long as he keeps his eyes on Jesus. I mean, Peter actually walked on the water, as our scripture lesson for this morning said. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. Wow, that's rather remarkable. But the moment Peter takes his eyes off of Jesus and looks down and sees the violence of the storm and the crashing waves and the mighty wind, you know what seemed like a good idea when he was back in the boat probably seemed like a big error in judgment then. And Peter takes his eyes off of Jesus. And the minute he does that, what happens? Peter begins to sink. Well, like a rock. Peter does not start to sink until he focuses on the wind and the waves instead of on Jesus. And isn't that like us? Especially in these unprecedented days. In the storms of our lives, it is so tempting. It is so easy to focus on the storms and the waves, the problems and the issues, the coronavirus. But the more we look at those things and focus on them, the bigger they grow until that's all we can see. The waves, the wind, the school closures, the workers laid off, the overwhelm, hospitals. And it is hard not to fear. And like Peter, when we focus on those things, we begin to sink. But just as Peter begins to sink, what happened? He remembers to call out, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus reaches out and grabs Peter's hand to pull him out of the overwhelming waters. And Peter is saved. As we continue in this invisible global pandemic of the coronavirus, it is easy to feel overwhelmed by fear. What about my 401k? Just don't look at it right now. What about my employment, my mortgage, my child's, my grandchild's high school and college graduations? Try not to focus on those things right now and those fears and questions. If only like Peter, we continue to remind ourselves and remind one another that Jesus is with us. If only we will call out, Lord, save me. In these uncharted waters of our time, take your eyes off the storm every chance you get. Turn that television set off, turn on some music, and instead focus on God's presence. And then we'll see that the storm looks a lot smaller. 
As Jesus and Peter climbed back into the boat after their water-walking adventure, the storm ceases. And it is precisely at this moment, after witnessing the miracle, that the disciples worship Jesus. And for the first time in the Gospel of Matthew, they say, Truly, you are the Son of God. They get it. Finally. Back in Matthew 8, Jesus calmed the waters and stilled the storm there too. But the disciples didn't realize yet who he was. They didn't say, truly, you are the Son of God. Instead, they said, what sort of man is this? It seems that it's hard to truly see who Jesus is unless we are willing to risk getting out of the boat. I don't see Peter as the one who failed because he didn't have enough faith. I see Peter as the one who took the initiative. He's the only disciple with enough faith to get out of the boat in such a storm. And Jesus called Peter rocky, not because he was perfect, not at all, but because his faith allowed him to risk. Peter is known to blurt out the wrong thing at the wrong moment every time which is why he's my favorite disciple, because I tend to resemble that remark myself. But at least Peter risks speaking up. When Jesus was arrested by the Romans, Peter denied Jesus not once, but three times. But Peter was the only one of the disciples who risked being close enough to Jesus during the trial. And it is Peter, the rock, upon whom Jesus would build God's church. I don't believe that the message is if Peter had had enough faith, he could have walked on water. Faith is not being able to walk on water. Faith is taking the risk to get out of the boat and daring to believe, no matter what storms in life we ever face, that God is with us to take heart, to be not afraid. Did you know that in the Bible it states 366 times to fear not or be not afraid or have no fear? You may have heard it said 366 times is one time a day for every day of the year including leap year. And since 2020 is a leap year, I think I'll take that. I think this is a year for the history books. Three weeks ago, sure seems longer than that, after church, my husband Tim and I were having lunch with friends at Undercurrent Restaurant. And our young and impressive waiter, Ben, had a big tattoo on his arm that said, Isaiah 41.10. Well, that's not usually the kind of tattoo I see on young people. So I was intrigued, and I asked Ben why he had that tattoo. And this wise young man said, to remind me not to fear. Isaiah 41.10 says, do not fear. I am with you. Do not be dismayed. I am your God. I will strengthen you and uphold you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. 
That's a great scripture to live by. And Dolly, don't worry. I'm not planning on getting it tattooed on my arm yet. There's one money-back guarantee I can make for all of us. Storms are a part of life. Storms don't come just once. No, they come year after year and recently day after day trying to defeat us. We must expect storms. And sometimes it does feel so overwhelming that we feel like we're sinking and we might even drown. But friends, storms are a part of life. They are part of loving deeply. Storms grow our faith deeper. I believe that is why Peter, Jesus did not calm the waters before Peter got out of the boat. Because storms help us to recognize and to get it that truly Jesus is the Son of God. Storms help us realize that. And that Jesus is extending his hand to you right now as you sit at your home in front of your computer or iPad or television screen. Take a moment and realize Jesus is right there with you. So First Presbyterian Church, what will we focus on in this storm of coronavirus? The terrorizing waves or the outstretched hand of Christ? In the midst of the rising raves, buffeted by fears of isolation, social distancing, health concerns for us all, how do we be the church? By getting out of the boat and extending not our hands, but our hearts to each other, to our elderly neighbors and church members, to see if they need groceries or toilet paper and sharing some of our own, by buying extra food and dropping it off at local food pantries like Spartan Open Pantry on UNCG's campus, by handing out dinners or bag dinners at Hot Dish and Hope, by donating blood, by sending much needed donations to backpack beginnings, urban ministries, faith action, step up, IRC, and so many nonprofits doing vital work in our community, especially in these times. By giving to your church. So the ministry and the mission of this great congregation can continue. And maybe by having your children, who are now at home, to draw pictures and write notes to send to our nursing home and our retirement facilities where people can have no visitors. As Reverend Jim Wallace of Sojourners Magazine writes, loving your neighbor has never been more important than it is right now, even if we have to find new and creative ways of doing it. We are in this together. Globally, we are in this together. First Presbyterian Church is our church building is closed. May we realize that we are the church. And the church is always open wherever you are. Let's boldly be the church through our actions and our phone calls and our love at this time. And as fear grips our hearts and our nation and our world, let us choose love. Let us choose faith. Let us choose to take 
heart and be not afraid for we are not alone we walk together our faith and our community of faith will help us survive any storm we ever face and this is how God's world in the midst of a global pandemic will know that Jesus truly is the Son of God. Do you remember the song Anne Murray sang in the 1970s? Put your hand in the hand of the man who steal the water. Put your hand in the hand of the man who calmed the sea. Take a look at yourself and you can look at others differently by putting your hand in the hand of the man from Galilee. Even when we falter and fail, Jesus continues to save us. Jesus' hand is outstretched to us. It's his hand we do not have to be afraid to touch. To each of us, Jesus is beckoning us to take heart, to come. It's an invitation to you right now. Know that God is bigger than any storm or virus or crisis you will face in life. And know that our great God, in the midst of this global pandemic, truly has the whole world in God's hands. Amen.